This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Shelley Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Y'all doing good? Good. Wow, wasn't that some great worship? Oh, so good. We need to hear that. I'm going to be talking about that subject tonight, about something. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so glad that you're here. I'm going to receive this evening's tithes and offerings. And what I'm speaking on is about fear. And that's what we have to deal with about giving our tithe and our offering so many times is fear. Fear, I'm not going to have enough. Fear, God's not going to take care of me. Fear, my money's going to run out. But you know what? God is faithful. And he will always provide. He, it is the one place in the Bible that he said we can, he says, prove me in this. This is Malachi 3. He said, prove me in this. And I'll open the windows of heaven and I'll take care of you. Are you going to trust in God and not let fear come in in your money? Yes? Awesome. You can um, either, if you're giving by cash, there's an envelope there up on the screen are all the ways to give. And then at the end of the service, we have offering boxes here. And in the back, you can always fill out a connection card. If you want us to pray over something, you can put those in the boxes as well. And if you're a first-time guest here, we would like to say welcome to you. So glad that you came. Uh, there's a yellow card in the seat back in front of you. And if you want to fill this out and take it out to the Information Center. Once we dismiss service, our lovely ladies there have a free gift for you, and we would love to have you join with us here at Faith Christian Family Church. You saw our Easter announcement there. We're excited about the Easter season coming, and um, you guys begin to pray over it with us. We have made plans. We have, I mean, we've done everything we know to do, and we are praying and believing that the Holy Spirit is going to do a mighty, mighty work in this sacred season. Amen? Awesome. Hey, if you have teenagers, make sure that you are talking with Pastor Mia down in youth about youth camp. It is a life changer. You may say, well, I don't know. I don't know if they'll go. Sign them up. You're the adult in the house. You make that decision. They, I'll just tell you, as their pastor and their church mama, they need to go. Okay? And they'll be happy because I'm going and I'll make sure that they have a fun time there. Okay? So every teenager needs to go. And so you can talk to Pastor Mia. Our youth room is straight down the middle hallway at the very end. You'll hear them. They're very loud and rambunctious down there. All right. If you did not get a handout for tonight, I want you to have one because we're going to go over these. Our ushers have them. Just raise up your hand if you did not get one of these. Um, our ushers will come down and give you one. Grab a pin from the seat back in front of you because we are going to learn from the Word of God tonight. Amen? We want to be taught by the Word. How many of y'all have enjoyed Pastor Stormy's series on Sunday about the truth, true life? That's what we live around here is true life. So we want all of you to go. Um, as they're finishing that, I do want to pray over our men that are going to Men of Iron. If you are going or your husband's going and they're not here, would you just stand up to represent them? And I want to pray over all the people that are going. You guys stand up. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Would y'all reach your hands out? I know some of them are serving, just you just, or they may be down in youth or kids or upstairs with our elementary. If you have a family member going, um, you represent them. Father, we pray right now over all of the men going to men of iron. We just plead the blood of Jesus over that whole conference. Father, I pray that as the men prepare to go, I pray that you would make the road smooth. Father, that you would make it easy for them to go tomorrow, God. I pray that the angels go before them, they come behind them, and they are all around them, Lord. And I thank you for the mighty, mighty works that you have. We bind up any plan of the enemy to try to steal from that conference and the life-changing work that we are trusting you to do, God. We just release faith and hope and freedom over men of iron in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. All right. And we do still have a couple of spots left if you are a last minute and can go. Pastor Evan, you can talk to him after the service um, and he can let you know how that will happen. All right. So you got your hand out and you got a pen. We're going to talk tonight about a subject that the Lord has just put on my heart. And I'm telling you, every single place that I have heard or seen the past few days, and I only watch a few TV channels, HGTV, the Food Network, because they're generally clean, generally. And then I watch um, the 700 Club, and I try to watch, uh, I like news, so I like to know what's going on. We watch the local news. And I'm telling you, every single time I turn, and I forgot about TBN and Hillsong. I watch those as well. Every, it didn't matter where I was turning, it was something that applied to fear. I loved it because they're like, Greg Laurie, who's the big pastor in California, talked about this on Sunday. I was up late last night studying, and he was saying the same thing. He was reading the same scriptures. There is fear trying to come against us as a society right now. And we want to know the truth, and the truth is going to set us free. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, three kinds of fear that I've, I'm sure there's a lot more, but this is what we're going to talk about tonight. The first one, fear of God. This is the only good kind of fear. Well, I guess you could have fear for your parents. You need to have that healthy kind of fear, too. But fear of God, there's over a hundred, it was hard to identify it, but if you go and look up fear of the Lord, fear of God, there's like 160-ish scriptures that we better fear the Lord. That's the kind of fear. We, he is a father that we love and he loves us, but he is holy. And we, the scriptures say we must be holy as well. And we don't let sin come between us. So that's the good kind of fear. The next kind of fear is fear of man. Many of us have experienced this. From, uh, you know, the devil sends people to try to intimidate us, try to scare us. I remember when I went to junior high. I was this, when I got to seventh grade, it was junior high back then, not middle school. And I was this very short, I know y'all can't imagine that, uh, very, very skinny. I wish those days were back. Um, very skinny. My mom decided to cut my hair in a uh, above my ear pixie cut right before I went to junior high. Um, I've forgiven her for that. But 
I remember getting there, and I went to a large junior high in Clovis, and it was so scary, and it was intimidating, and there were people there, and that was their goal. They were walking around trying to intimidate, trying to bring fear into us little seventh graders, okay? And then I, the crazy thing, I went back and taught at that same junior high for eight years, and then I went and taught at the high school in Clovis, and I witnessed that. And it's not just in teenagers as that tries to happen, it's in adults too. The, the enemy can try to use people to bring fear, but we have to look behind, okay? Don't get so caught up on the person. Look behind it. It's the enemy, and we deal with the enemy, okay? We're not fighting against man. We're fighting against, uh, not flesh and blood, but against the spirits and the powers in this world, it says in Ephesians 6. Let's keep going. Third kind, fear of the unknown. This is where we're going to really park tonight, this is where our society as a whole really, really deals with a lot of fear. This can be fear of, right now, sickness. I mean, I know people that if something happens, like they got a little thing, they're like, it must be cancer. I mean, they just jump to that conclusion. Um, it could be fear for your family, Many of you that are mothers, especially, you have a, a, a very big tendency to worry. I had a friend, and she lived by the train tracks. She had a, a railroad track that ran close by their house. Um, and she would say, I always am afraid that one of my kids are going to get hit by a train there. Don't say those things, okay? Fear of the unknown. Um, fear, like your job. You may walk around and think, oh, I, I, you know, I'm, I might get fired tomorrow. That fear of the unknown. Uh, a car wreck. You may always be looking for, and I mean, you have to be careful with our news. I'm going to talk about that because there's been a lot of them. And we have to be careful. Um, natural disasters, my goodness. What happened in Tennessee last week? Tornadoes. I still remember that one movie, um, what was it? And it was about Twister. And that was like, you know, she was in one when she was a little girl. And then that was like her greatest fear as she grew up. And then she became a tornado chaser. Um, but we can allow fear to come into our lives in a lot of different ways. But I want you to know... For, let's look at 2 Timothy 1.7. We're going to look at a lot of scripture tonight, so I'm going to have it up here on the screen. Turn in your Bible real quick if, if you know where that is. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Isn't that good news? So, fear comes from the enemy, not from God. Fear comes from the enemy, but we can open the door to it. So in our lives, there will be times the enemy comes knocking. He comes knocking through a lot of different ways, okay? First way, what we see with our eyes. He comes through what we see with our eyes. And I put a long blank there on your, on your handout. What do you see with your eyes? Is it TV that scares you? 
If you watch, I, I was getting ready to come here, and I had it on the local news, and then it went to the national news, and I'm telling you, it was scary. I was praying in the Spirit as the news was playing. So what we see, that can also be what we hear. We're going to get to that. Uh, movies. I will tell you, some of you may not be sleeping at night because you go and watch scary movies. Duh. Let's just open the door. The devils come knocking. They make those movies, and we just open the door and say, come right on in. And then we wonder why we get home at night and we hear every noise. And we're scared. And that spirit of fear comes in on us because we have opened a door. Be very careful what you let your eyes see. We, I'm telling you, we are so careful. We have a very small cable package. My husband gripes and complains because we don't have the Golf Channel. But uh, we have to pay, you have to pay for a lot more and there's a lot more junk on there. But we don't just flip through the channels because I'm telling you, there's a lot of scary stuff. And if, if something ever does, man, we click it off. When my kids are growing up, that you can ask them. They're in their 30s now. They don't watch scary movies because I never let them when they were growing up. We did not open the door to the enemy in that. I don't know why I'm harping on that. You must need to hear it. Books, again, same thing with your eyes. If you're reading about scary things, guess what? The enemy gets in your imagination. Social media, wow, again. Last night I saw a post about this post about um, the coronavirus and all of these different things. And y'all know that's not always true, what you read on social media. Y'all know that? There's a revelation. In fact, this one person had posted something. I thought, well, that sounds really good. But I went to the site, Snopes.com, that you can check facts. And it had it led you to then it, it's the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, and all these things. And I was checking to make sure that I was going to get my facts right because I don't want to be in fear. There's a difference in being wise. We're going to talk about that and being in fear. Okay. So what we see the next one, we open the door to the enemy through what we hear. What we hear, and that can be the same thing. We hear TV. We hear the radio. Um, even through music, there's some music, it does not bring you peace. You wonder why you're unsettled or maybe your kids are unsettled when they've had those AirPods in all day listening to some music that's full of ungodliness. Be careful what you hear, okay? Uh, people talking. It never ceases to amaze me when a woman is getting ready to have a baby. Other women think that they need to go and tell her their horror stories of their childbirth and how long it took them and what needed to happen. Guess what? A first-time mom doesn't need to hear that. They need to hear it's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. All right? Um, and then again, people talk about scary things. Think about when you were young. I went to church camp once. I should say church camp. And they let us sit around outside, you know, on the campfire and tell ghost stories. And then you're out in the woods and you're, I mean, it's scary. Be careful what you see. Be careful what you hear. Okay? Or you open a door to the enemy. So fear starts where? It starts in your thoughts. In your thoughts. 
And once it's in your thoughts and you're thinking about it, guess where it goes? Straight to your emotions, to that part of you that, that you, get, you do. You start getting jumpy and you get the goosebumps and, and you're all nervous about things. So fear starts in your thoughts. You start thinking about it because what you have seen, what you have heard, and then it goes to your emotions. Let's look at Job chapter 3. Verse 25, this was at the very beginning. Job had had the, the destruction come into his life. And this was from his very first time that he opened his mouth after all of these things happened to him. See, some people think, well, Job, you know, poor Job. Why did all this happen? Look at what he said. Job 3.25, what I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. Wow. He had allowed thoughts. I, all I can guess. I mean, I'm only reading it, but I'm reading what he said. He had dreaded and, and worried and had anxiety about, about these things happening, and it did happen to him. It's very, be very careful what you allow your thoughts to dwell on. Okay, you can, you can think and speak things into existence. So we can either open the door with our thoughts and emotions when the enemy comes knocking, or we can keep it closed. And you know what? He'll, he'll go to the next house. If someone knocks on your door and you don't answer, guess what? They, they go to the next house. And so that's what the enemy's going to do. He will, he will. When we fight him with the word of God, which we're going to learn about that in just a moment. So how do we get rid of fear? We know it comes from the enemy. It gets in our thoughts, goes to our emotions. We open the door through these things. Now, what do we do with fear? Number one, replace fear with truth and faith. Truth and faith. You must become convinced of God's love and his care for you. That is the truth. We must find out what the truth is. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 33. This is Jesus talking. Or it's really through 32. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, the word brings truth. When we get into the word of God, this brings truth to our lives. Jesus said, you get into my faithful teachings. You're going to get faith, and you're going to get truth when you get into this word. And it says that the end result of that, you may sit down and, and have your quiet time in the morning or, or at night or at lunch. It doesn't matter if it's on your phone with you version. There is power in reading the word of God. There's power in it. And truth comes to your life. And those lies of the enemy that have come and attacked and attacked your mind, you begin to dispel that with the truth. All of those lies will begin to leave. The next scripture about letting truth come into your life is Psalm 119 verse 130. It says, the entrance of your words gives light. And it gives understanding to the simple. How many of y'all are simple? 
I mean, we should be. We're not going to understand everything. But when God's word comes, it says the entrance of your word brings light. So many times we're walking around in darkness. We don't understand what's going on. And the enemy's lying and lying and lying. But man, when we get into his word, it says when his word enters, light comes. Light comes. It's like when you flip on a switch in a dark room, you may be thinking, oh my gosh. It's like a little kid. They think the boogeyman is under their bed. But man, you flip on the light and they're like, oh, nothing's there. The entrance of your word gives light and it brings understanding to us. So remember, we um, let the word come into us. We replace fear with truth and with faith. See, there's been mass hysteria over this coronavirus, um, causing a run at grocery stores. I went uh, Monday night, went to Walmart. We're going on a mission trip to the orphanage in Juarez on Sunday. So there are things we buy every time we go. We buy hand soap. We put them in all the bathrooms that we're going to be. Sometimes they have soap down there. Sometimes they don't. So we bring our own. And bottled water, we bring toilet paper, and we bring hand sanitizer. So we can put it on the table when we go and eat. When we played out with the kids, we try to use wisdom. Guess what? I walked into Walmart, I turned my cart, and here are the empty shelves. There wasn't one bottle of hand soap, except for there was uh, like two gigantic ones, like this, and not one hand sanitizer in the whole store, any section you went in. So we're not taking hand sanitizer. I tried to look on at the other Walmarts online, not there. There's mass hysteria. I think people have allowed fear to come in. And why do you need six months worth of toilet paper Are you in fear? Now, I do like to get the good buy at Costco and buy the, you know, package of toilet paper that's large. And uh, people that have a large family, I'm sure you do too. It's a better buy. But are we doing it for that reason or are we doing it out of fear that what if, what if this happens? What if I'm quarantined? What if, and we just allow the fear to get in our minds, get in our emotions, and then guess what? We're acting on it. We must be very, very careful. I started looking when I told you I went to go check the facts on some of this, and corona is not the first virus. Those of you that are older, like me, you probably remember something. There was something, the last one before this was the Ebola virus. Before that, it was the Zika virus. Before that, it was the MERS virus, M-E-R-S. Uh, before that, it was the swine flu. Before that, it was the avian flu. And before that, it was SARS. That's just since 2004. And again, we need to use wisdom. I'm not telling you what to do. Use wisdom. I'm a hand sanitizer person. I, yesterday, I should have counted how many times I washed my hands. I have very creative ways of not touching doorknobs. I'm very good with my foot and, and trying to be very careful. 
in bathrooms and using paper towels. I'm all about the protecting against germs, but ultimately God is my protector. And I'm not gonna let fear come in and destroy my peace, because that's what the enemy's after. He's after your peace. Because if we're not at peace, man, he's just got an open door into our life. So let God's word on your handout be the truth that you listen to first. First. Not the nightly news. Now, again, I'm all about being informed. I like to be informed. I like to know what's going on. But God's word needs to be what I listen to first, right? All right, number two. Second thing we can do to fight against fear, align your confession with the word of God and make your fearful thoughts submit to it. Align your confession with the word of God and make your fearful thoughts submit to it. I like to call this the replacement theory. We replace all these fearful thoughts with the word of God. We get scriptures and whatever the enemy is trying to lie to us about, we find scriptures that cover that. And we replace those thoughts with the word of God. Let me show you this scripturally. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish stronghold. Notice it's divine power. We're not strong enough to, to break down strongholds, but God is. Verse 5, we demolish arguments, that's those lies when the enemy tries to come and speak to us. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is how I always imagined it. Israel here is a horseman over here. And I bet he has a rope. Do you have a rope? No, well, just pretend. <laughs> what? A lasso? Yes. So if you're trying to, if you want to catch a horse or a, or a cow, my, my grandpa was a rancher, and he had lots of cows in his pasture. And when he wanted to catch one to take it to the stock sale or wherever, he would have that rope, and he, would, he wouldn't just say, okay, little cow, would you please get in the trailer? No. He would take that lasso and he would take that captive, just like we have to do for the enemy. We don't let those thoughts, we can't keep the thoughts from coming, but we can sure keep them from staying. So we take, it's like a lasso, imagine that, and that thought, whatever that evil thought is of fear that's coming against you, you take that captive, you grab it, but remember the replacement theory, you don't just say, I'm not going to think it, I'm not going to think it, I'm not going to think it, because that's in your own power. The power's in the word of God. You take the thought captive that's evil and you replace it with the word of God that has divine power to break strongholds. You see that? So we replace fear with truth and with faith. And then that second point, we align our confession with the word of God and we make our fearful thoughts submit to it. I'm going to give you an example. 
This isn't on your paper, but write down Psalm 91. It was too much to put on there. Psalm 91, the whole thing. This is what it says. And this is very applicable to today when they're canceling and not going to let anyone watch an NCAA basketball game, which I'm sure has the sports world up in arms. I live in a sports family, so I haven't even got to talk to him about it. But that was just announced. And all this fear. But guess what God says? Psalm 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. See, this is my confession. You can take Psalm 91, and when fear comes, you can just walk around your house and speak this out. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from what? Protect you from... Deadly disease. Is God's word true? Is it true? Okay, let's confess it. Verse 4, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand, we can say that now, though a thousand fall at your side, ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. I am declaring this over you, church. Uh, this is my confession over me, my family, and our church family here. I believe the word. Verse 8, just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter. See, there is a, something we have to do. We have to choose to hide ourselves in his shelter. To be covered by his wing. To give Jesus our heart and live there. Don't get out from under his protection. It's scary out there. But live under his protection. Verse 10, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, not Shelley, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Wow, what a confession that we can take and we can speak that out over our lives. When the enemy is bringing fear and he's lying to us and all we hear is negative stuff, we can pray this over our family. You can take your family's name, your name, and put it in there. There's lots of fears that come. See, fear comes, many of you have, how many of y'all have adult children? Oh yes, those of you that have young children, you think it's so hard and I wish, you know, I can't wait till they grow up. Guess what? They grow up and they get out of your house and you can't tell them when to go to bed and you can't check their phone and you don't know where they're at all the time and that's where real faith and trust come in. 
and I love it. You can stand on scriptures for your children, for your marriage, for your family. One that I stand on for my son, for my daughter, Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I take that scripture, and I pray it out over my kids. Father, I thank you. Your word says... If we train them up, and we did our best, Lord, we did everything we knew to train them up. And I thank you, your word says, when they're old, they won't depart from it. I thank you, my children will always serve you, always love you. And I I pray these things out. This is my confession. You've got to get the word and make that your confession. And I have something to help you with that in a minute. Write this down on your handout. When you can find where it is written in the word, you can tell the devil that it is finished. Amen? If you can find where it is written, you tell the devil it's finished. He is done. You have the truth. No more lies. And the last point is pray and meditate on the word. Pray and meditate on the word. Sarah's going to come out and she's going to um, play. And we're going to, I, when I was thinking about this and praying this afternoon, the Lord showed me. He showed me that fear has really harassed some of us. It's been a harassment. You have felt a pressure on you. It's almost like a dark cloud. Fear and anxiety. And it's not just about the coronavirus. That is part of it right now. But it may be family. Some of you have worried about money and finances. And it is a burden too big for you to carry. Worried about family. Maybe your husband's. Your children, your mom or your dad, your siblings. And guess what? God's word is bigger. He is bigger. And he has divine power to break strongholds. Uh, Mandy, would you go to the scripture at the end there in Zephaniah? This is what I saw the Lord doing. Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He's here, church. He will take delight in you with gladness. He's glad when we come to Him. With His love, He will calm all your fears. He will calm all your fears and he will rejoice over you with joyful songs. This last point was pray and meditate on the word. And I put a a bunch of scriptures on the back of your paper. Here's what I'm going to do as Sarah plays. We're going to pray. We're going to take some time to pray and we're going to meditate on the word on this divine power. You can look at those. If you have your Bible, you can look them up. You can find other scriptures. And God wants to sing over us. And he wants to calm every fear. I'm going to ask him to lower the lights a little bit. If you want to stand up and walk, some of you are good. I like to walk when I pray. If you want to get on your knees, if you want to come up here to the front, 
I really sense that if you want freedom, you have to do something tonight. We can just sit there and walk out with the same fears. But if you have been harassed by the enemy and you have been burdened, take a step. Take a step right now. And I'm going to pray these prayers over you. You receive this prophetically. God is breaking divine strongholds over you. Psalm 34, 4. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and he freed me from all my fears. Father, thank you for freeing me from all of my fears. Thank you, Father, for freeing this church, God. We speak freedom over fears, freedom from thoughts of divorce. I take authority over any thought of divorce. Freedom over the fears about our children, God. We speak that our children will serve you. Our children will serve you. I take authority. I speak freedom over fears from diagnosis that of disease. I speak that freedom right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I break, break, break cancer diagnosis. I break that. I break that over diabetes in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, autoimmune diseases, I break any fear from that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for freeing me from my fears. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Father, we give you our worries. Instead, pray about everything. Lord, we pray right now. Father, the burdens of our heart, God, we give them to you right now. We give them to you right now, Lord Jesus. Tell God what you need. Father, we need you to move. We need you to move. Whatever area it is, you need him to move. God, move in our finances right now. Move in the lack, God, that we have. Father, I pray over our single mothers right now. Father, I pray over uh, the moms and the dads who felt inadequate in their parenting, God. Father, we pray right now. We ask that you move. We need you, God. We need you. The next part of that says, and thank him. Thank him for all he has done. God, we thank you. We thank you, God. You have provided your peace to us. We thank you. You are our provision. You are our joy. I break off depression right now. Depression, you dark clouds, I break you off of every mind in the name of Jesus. I break off mental illness in the name of Jesus. I break that, those generational curses against families. And I tell you, you have to stop right here. In the name of Jesus, call out whatever generational curses you've had in your family. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak freedom, freedom, freedom in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. I break off adulterous spirits, God. I break off pornography in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak purity, purity right now. 
I thank you, Father. You are doing a, a move in our body, God, of purity, Lord Jesus. May we be the examples, Lord, to the younger ones coming after us, God, the generations coming after God. May we live pure and holy lives, Lord Jesus. So our children don't have to be in the chains, God, that we've experienced. Thank you, Father, for setting us free. Thank you, Father. Verse 7 says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Father, we receive your peace right now. We receive the peace that passes understanding. Put your hands on your mind if your mind has given you problems. Father, we speak peace. Peace right now. Peace over hearts. Peace over minds. We thank you for moving and working in us, God. May your peace guard us. Guard our hearts and minds, God. Psalm 112 verse 7 says, They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. Lord Jesus, whatever's playing on the news, God, whatever we see on social media, God, we do not believe it. We believe your word. We put your word first in our lives, God. We confidently trust you, God. You care for our families. You care for our medical professionals, Lord. You care, God, for our children, God, for our friends, Lord. You care, God. We trust in you to care for them in the name of Jesus. Psalm 118, verses 5 through 7. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. God, we come to you and we pray, God, when our heart is overwhelmed, Lord Jesus, lead us, lead us to the rock that's higher than I. Set us free, Lord God. Set us free from fear, Lord Jesus. Set us free from anxiety. In the name of Jesus. Verse 6, the Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. Say that out of your mouth. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. No fear in the name of Jesus. What can mere people do to me? If you've been intimidated, you just speak that out. God, I thank you. I have no fear of man. They cannot do anything to me, Lord Jesus. The name of Jesus, verse 7, yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look and triumph at those who hate me. Thank you, Father, for helping me. Thank you, Father, for helping my family. Thank you, Father God. Oh, Father, you're so faithful, Lord Jesus. Romans 8, 38, and I am convinced that nothing, Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. I speak that, God, for those who felt away, God, those who felt unworthy, those who felt unloved, God. I thank you, Lord, that your love brings them in, God. Nothing will separate us, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. 
If you have worried and you know you're a worrier, lift your hands up right now and you receive freedom in the name of Jesus. I speak that freedom over worry in the name of Jesus. Freedom, 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 Lord. Thank you. Nothing, nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing, God, no fear can separate us. In the name of Jesus, we put all of our cares, we cast our cares on you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. If you've had financial worries, here's your scripture. Verse 5, don't love money. Money's not your source, God's your source. Don't love money, be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, He is saying, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Father, we lift our hands and say, you are our helper. You are our strength, Lord Jesus. We place all of our worries, all of our cares, God, upon you, Lord Jesus. And we say, you are my helper. You are my God, Lord. We thank you, Father. Father, I just speak a peace that passes understanding over every single one of these people that are here tonight, their children, God. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you intervene in every situation in the name of Jesus the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.